listening to our New Chapel podcast. We're for people to connect with God and be raised to new life in Christ. Be sure to connect with us at newchapel.com and on social media to stay up to date on everything happening here at New Chapel. How many of you guys are excited about the Drive Into Freedom event coming up? Isn't that awesome? Man, I tell you what, we've been planning so hard behind the scenes, really trying to juice this thing to be everything that we believe God has called it to be. And I'm so thankful, by the way, for your support and your prayer. Uh, last week, we, uh, we asked people to really engage with this event and let us know. If, uh, if you were going to be there, that helps us to be able to gauge really everything from how many leaders we're going to need to what kind of marketing we're going to have going on. So on your seat today, you'll notice uh, some paperwork, if you will. Uh, there's an invitation. That is for you, for sure. Put it on your fridge. But as you leave today, make sure that you grab gobs of invitations and invite every human being that you know. There's also posters. We've had a lot of people ask for that. Uh, you can put it up in your break room or Panera Bread or any place like that. And, uh, and make sure that you're getting the word out on social media. We, we, we'd love for this thing to be absolutely packed out with your friends and family. And so July 4th, Independence Day weekend, is driving to freedom. It's going to be a riot. You know, uh, Pastor Eric, my father-in-law, is going into another phase of ministry. And I've got to tell you, I couldn't be more excited. This church, since we began, have, we've tithed. We've modeled as a church what really God has called you to do as a Christian. And 10 cents out of every dollar that's ever come into this house goes outside of these walls. And we've been a part of the church multiplication network and the ark since we were founded. But recently, we had the opportunity to change the percentages that we were giving towards church planning and be able to focus a little bit more on world missions as I think it would be classically understood. And I'm excited about that. That means this, that we're able to support Pastor Eric as a missionary to be able to go overseas. And I am excited. He's going to be talking a little bit about some of the trips he's going on, some of the journey that he's been uh, going on. If you want more information on this, and I know that his church and his pastor surely is going to be promoting this, but go to pastorsfriend.com, pastorsfriend.com. Maybe jot that down. And uh, it's a great opportunity to learn about what he's doing. You can give on there. I would encourage you to follow Kai and I, uh, Pastor Brian and I. Uh, we're, we're, we're all giving on, online as a recurring giver, supporting the work he's doing. The church is doing that as well. Be led with all of that for sure, but uh, you can find out more information about mission trips, how to give, and what's going on with missions all over the world. But here's what I want you to do. I love moments like this. Stand up on your feet, New Chapel. Stand up. Come on. Stretch it out a little bit. Put your hands together for Pastor Eric Harvey. Pastor Eric, come on up here. Take your liberty. Praise the Lord. God bless all of you. I was praying this week and this morning about, you know, today, you always want to start the service off right. There's a right way and a wrong way to do it, but there's also a God way. And so I was praying for you guys. And here's what the, the Lord spoke to me, and so I'm just going to ask you, um, especially moms praying for your kids that... Um, I know there's at least one, but probably many, but uh, one mom specifically praying for a lost son. Is, is that somebody in here? Here, here. Raise your hand if you're back there. Um, but also parents uh, or grandparents praying for lost relatives. Who? Raise your hand up so I can see. Praise the Lord. I know... I know, I know that feeling, that it's a, it can almost be an empty feeling, but I'm telling you today, listen, because God spoke this to me so I could speak it to you. He hears every prayer you pray. He sees every tear that comes from your face. He knows what you're going through, and he has the answer. He is working on your child's behalf. Continue to pray. Pray out the things that God is speaking to you. Don't pray what it is. Pray what you want it to be. That allows God to do 
what he wants to do. Obviously, we all know that God's desire is that all men would come to the saving knowledge of his son. Don't give up. Keep praying. God is turning this thing around. And I know there's at least one or two of you that, that have felt this way even as you prayed that it's not working. It's not working. Well, I'm telling you it's not an it. It's a him. And he's working. You might not see him working, but he is. It doesn't feel like it. He is. Don't give up. And I declare today, you will see the answer to your prayer. You will see the answer to your prayer. I want to do this too because I've sat through services before where I didn't feel good. I got pain in my body. And there's stuff that God is going to speak to us today that if you have pain in your body, you're going to miss it because you're going to be thinking about that. So if you have pain in your body right now where you say, this is a significant amount of pain. It bugs me. I've had it for a long time or it just showed up last week. Raise your hand quick. I'm not going to have you come forward. Raise your hand if you have pain in your body. Now, keep your hand up because if you don't have your hand up, I want you to just take a look around because all of us are going to pray for all of you right now. Because here's what I know about pain. It hurts. <laughs> it does. It does. And, but here's what I also know about pain. Jesus bore it on the cross. My gosh. If you drove, if you drove to a drive-thru, if you do that to get food, and you ordered everything you wanted, and then you go to the next window, what do you do at the next window? You pay for it. Would it be ridiculous to not stop at the next window and pick it up? Would that be crazy? Especially at the price of fast food now. When I was a kid, McDonald's drive-thru was like a buck seventy-five. I took my dinosaur and we went through, and they had, they had drive-thru, and but we would always go to the next window after we pay and pick it up. But here's our problem: we've been doing that in our relationship with the Lord. We place our order, Lord. Lord, here I am. And he goes, I paid for it. And then you go on living. Let's stop right now at the window and pick it up. So all of you that had your hands raised, we're going to pray together. And we're going to give that pain. We're going to give it to him. Because, see, pain is not just something, well, how to, no, you have it. You go, That's not a faith statement. No, what it is, it's, see, a faith statement doesn't say, it doesn't hurt, it doesn't hurt, it doesn't hurt. That's a stupid statement because I can see that it hurts, okay? So if it hurts, it hurts. But what a faith statement says, it's going because he paid for it. I'm giving it away. He made a way that I don't have to have it, so I'm going to give it to him. So let's go to the next window. If you had your hand raised because you were in pain, raise your hand now if you're willing to go to the next window. Pick it up. Okay. We're going to pick it up. Leave your hands up right now because, in fact, if you want, put both of them up because we're going to praise the Lord right now. If you have pain in your body, the rest of you look around, put your hands out. If you're next to somebody that has their hands up, put your hand on them. It says, these that believe in the name of Jesus, they will lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover. So in the name of Jesus... We tell pain to leave everybody right now in Jesus' name. Stubborn pain, leave in Jesus' name. If you've been there a long time, I tell you to leave this body in Jesus' name. Every bit of pain, go in Jesus' name. I declare by the blood of Jesus that you are healed in the name of Jesus. Be healed, be set free. In Jesus' name, amen. I have to do one. I wasn't, I kind of don't plan this stuff. I listen to the Lord, but I have to do this next one. 
Who's been tormented in your mind? Who are you? Raise your hand. Don't be shy. There, 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 there. Tormented. Uh, I know it's hard. Leave your hand up. I need people to see you because we're going to pray for you specifically. Don't be shy. Say, I've been tormented in my mind. Where are you? Put them up. Okay. Look around. We don't have to... Here's the thing, especially things of torment in our mind, we don't want to talk about it because it makes us feel like we're less than somebody else, and that's not true. The truth is you're tormented in your mind, and Jesus paid the price for that. See, Jesus was tormented in his mind on the, on the cross himself. He was tormented in his mind. He knew exactly what he was doing, yet he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He himself was tormented. Why? So today... You can be set free. Let's pray for those. If you're being tormented, raise your hands up. In the name of Jesus, I end this torment. I end it with the truth. The truth. The truth according to the word of God. Jesus bore that for you on the cross. He bore that so we could have a new covenant. The curse of the law is a tormented mind. And Jesus says, I've redeemed you from the curse of the law because I became the curse for you. So I declare that over each and every one of you. Tormenting spirits leave in Jesus' name. Let the truth be known that God has not given you a spirit of fear, but he's given you power, love, and a sound mind. In Jesus' name, I declare the power and the love of God over you and your mind clear in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. That was all bonus. There, now you can relax. Okay, and here's the deal. If you've been tormented, I, I guarantee you this is what's going to happen. It's going to try and come back. Don't let it. Don't let it. Because here's what it is. It's a filthy lie. It's a filthy lie. If, if, if you have a dirty shirt, you wash it, and you look at it, and it's filthy, the stain doesn't come out, you get rid of it. That's what you do with those thoughts. You get rid of it. It's like a filthy shirt. You're not going to keep trying and trying. No, you just get rid of it. God's got something new for you today. He's got something new for you today. Praise the Lord. All right, I'm going to fill you in a little bit. If you were here a couple weeks ago, and Pastor Joe even talked about today that I'm doing some fun stuff, and I honestly don't understand why everybody doesn't want to go to Pakistan. I was telling, seriously, I was telling Kaya, I'm like, I'm so excited. She goes, Dad, you're so crazy. I'm like, and it's just like, when somebody says you're crazy, it's like, it just blows my mind. It's like, I don't get it. How come you don't want to go? And they're like, no, we just send you. And I'm like, but I don't get it. Are you kidding me? It's like, I, I honestly, I, I'm not just saying that. I don't understand why all of you don't want to go because obviously, here's the truth. Many of you are going to because I'm going to take you. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the truth. I'm going to take you. That's, that's the whole point of, of me going. I'm, this is my first trip to Pakistan. I've been, I've been around the world already, but this is my first time in Pakistan in um, I'm going there, and we're going to be doing uh, three uh, crusades. Uh, in fact, those will be on Facebook Live, so look me up on Facebook, friend me, and when I'm in Pakistan, we'll have them on my Facebook. We'll run, we'll run the whole service, and you're going to see crazy, awesome stuff. It's, I know this is going to happen. This happened uh, when I was in the Philippines. We traveled. It was 37 hours uh, to get to the Philippines, not all in the air. The longest trip is generally about about 15 hours in the air on the main flight, but then you have minor flights like three hours and four hours. Those are like a breeze. I can fly anywhere in the United States. It's like not like like walking to the bathroom or something. It's like nothing. It's like but the the long trips are a little bit harder. But we traveled 37 miles, um, or 30 37 hours, and we finally got to. Um, well, we weren't actually at our hotel. We were, we were at the place that was going to bring us to our hotel, so we were loading in vans. It was, it was like 37 hours. By the end of the trip, everybody said, yeah, it was 57 hours. We, <laughs> it, just got, it was like an old man talking. As time goes on, it just gets better and better. But it, 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 it actually was 37 hours, and um, we got in, the, in our vans, 
And when we got to the um, hotel, it was actually a decent hotel. Um, there was doors. Uh, there wasn't, th- there was, there was, <laughs> there was doors because I've been in the ones that don't have doors, but there was no threshold, so you did have to be careful to not let snakes in. That's the real, real deal because one came in. But um, so, so we get there and it, we're beat, we're tired, right? And they said, we have two hours. I'm like, I got to wait two hours to eat? I'm starving. They go, no, we have a crusade in two hours. I'm like, awesome. Praise, <laughs> praise the Lord. So, so we get cleaned up. We hop in the, the vans and drive an hour to the crusade. And then we get there and we preach. We, we do uh, skits and, and we do dancing and singing. And then uh, salvations, hundreds of people come forward to salvations. And then we pray for the sick. And literally, this is the truth, no joke. So there's, there was 10 of us on the team, so we were, we were lined up like from way over there to way over there, separated, and then the lines were like this, people all lined up. So I'm here, I have an interpreter, and a long line of people, they're a long line of people, they have interpreters, so we all have interpreters. And I'm like, I'm like almost mad. I'm so tired. I am so tired. I'm like, okay, so Lord, I give that to you. And then it's time to pray. And I'm like, I got nothing. I, you know how we, we sing songs like, I'm an empty vessel? I was an empty vessel. There, there was nothing in me. I was a dry bone. So I, I was like, okay. So I go to the first, ask the first gentleman. I said, you know, what's wrong with you? Um, and my interpreter tells me he's full of arthritis, can't move. And I says, I know the feeling. That's how I feel right now. And, but what I do, so I, I, he's, he was seriously only this tall. And he said the worst was his knees. And so I had to, I had to get down like this. And everybody thinks, oh, you're so holy. No, he was short. I had to get down. I wasn't, I, I, there, was nothing, there was nothing awesome about me. I'm down here thinking, I'm, I'm dreaming of a veggie burger right now. And... And some rice would be awesome. And, and so I did, I did what I know to do. I, I go to the word. Yep. I says, I lay hands on the sick and the sick recover. And I declare that by the stripes of Jesus, healing into you. I mean, you want me to tell you what that felt like? Nothing. It felt empty. It felt like those were just words. And all of a sudden, I mean, there's a lot of noise around. And it's like, Pop, 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 crack, crack. And I'm like, my hands are moving. And it's like, and I'm, I look up at my interpreter and I go, what is he doing? And he looks at me and says, nothing. And I'm like, are you kidding me, Lord? Oh, oh my gosh. And so I, I just, I'm like, in Jesus' name, amen. And I stand up and I tell him, um, touch your toes. He goes, boom, boom, that quick. Only he went all the way down. And I'm like, I said, when was the last time you did that? I talked to my interpreter. He says, never. Never. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Stuff like that is going to happen in Pakistan, and you'll be able to see it. It'll be on my Facebook Live. And if you don't believe in media and stuff, you can, when I get back there, it'll be, we'll make a movie or something. Because we're going to have it recorded. We're going to have drone cameras set up. Uh, so we'll have it all on film. And then um, an evangelist friend of mine, Dale Bull, he's going to be coming with me. And so if I'm preaching or praying and he's not, he'll have my phone. We'll record as much as possible. But that night, I mean, every, you can imagine the team was wore out. Um, we had tons of bones cracking because a lot in that village, there's a lot of arthritis. And the Lord was cracking bones. Uh, uh, Suki, who was my assistant, then she saw um, a blind person. The, the cataracts was so bad, the eyes looked white like a scary uh, vampire movie or uh, a zombie movie. You know, like, uh, like that's scary. That is, some of that stuff is scary. No joke. You show up and you think, oh, I'm just going to pray for the sick. And you look at you, ah. It's like, it's serious, right? But she prayed, and she actually saw the white go like that. I'm like, and then, I mean, I'm there. I'm like, I don't know if I believe that. Like, it's, it's, seriously, that stuff's unbelievable, right? But it's believable because that's how amazing God is. So, 
I just want to fill you in a little bit more. Um, so I have my tickets are paid for. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Um, um, and um, the, the, the really cool part, I already, if you don't know, if you travel outside the United States, you need a visa besides the one in your wallet. You, you need a travel visa. And um, I, I normally have an assistant to do that stuff for me, but I no longer do it the pastor's friend. So the pastor's friend is his own assistant. And so I'm filling out a form from Pakistan, if you can imagine the joy of that. <laughs> and I got through it, finally did it, had to review a couple things. We got it within three days, my vi the visas. And um, so Alkis, my friend in Pakistan, he was, he was amazed and told everybody in the village and it's already spread to other villages what God did and gave us our visas in three days because nobody gets that. And what's been happening right now is uh, people have been getting turned down. And so that was his biggest fear, that, that we were going to get turned down for our visas, yet God did it in three days. Praise, Praise the Lord. So, um, And I'm able to do this stuff because of what you do here in giving. So without, without you giving, I can't go. Um, because if I, was, if I was in the building business, or do, I, I wouldn't be able to do both. And because you work hard for your money and you give to God, it allows me to go and do this type of thing. So everything that I do, you do. And I appreciate it and thank you so much. So amen. If you have any other questions, if you want to, if you want to hear some weird stories, uh, talk to me afterwards. I, I, I would love to tell you some of the cool stuff, but um, otherwise I won't get to the message. I'll, and I do want to give you this message because uh, it's important. So let's pray. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for everything that you're doing. Thank you for what you're doing here at New Chapel uh, with, through Pastor Joe and Pastor Kaya. Thanks. Uh, you're amazing, God. You're incredible. And uh, we give you this time. Holy Spirit, teach us today. Change us. And uh, we receive from you in Jesus' name. Amen. Before I preach, let me just, if you had pain in your body and it's better or gone, raise your hand. All right. Awesome, 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 awesome. It, I, and I know what happens, too. Sometimes you go, oh, their pain's all better and gone and whatever, and I still... No, here's what you do. If your pain hasn't changed, after service, come up and I'll pray for you again. I'll, I'll put my hands on you. Not that I'm special, but because I'm not. You are. You, we're all special. And so we'll, we'll agree together and, we'll, and that pain will go. Uh, but here's also the thing. It says they lay hands on the sick and the sick will be healed. See, healing is a process. And I'm not, I'm not discounting. I'm not saying it's going to take a month. Healing is like within a day or two days or three days. You cut yourself, put a Band-Aid on it. Three days later, man, it's almost gone. That's what's happening in your body. You're being healed. And be good with that. You know, if God does more and makes it all gone today, praise the Lord. But healing is better. I know when it hurts and you feel better, oh, man. I was just telling Pastor Joe, if you didn't hear the story from two months ago, I fell and collapsed my lung. And he asked me uh, during service, uh, in between services, do you still got any pain? I says, a little bit. There's a little bit there. It's like been over two months since I fell and collapsed my lung. But, and I was telling him, you know what's funny? Because it's only a little bit, even in my mind, I go, oh, I can live with that. Filthy liar. Yeah. Filthy liar. No, I refuse to live with it. I'm healed in Jesus' name, and I'm being healed, and every day that gets better and better. So, I mean, I started picking up my dumbbells again. I mean, I'm not talking about friends. I'm, I, I, I mean, in my basement, I actually have dumbbells, and I, I work out, and I have a, a Bullflex in my bedroom because I have a man room. So, I have my Bullflex in my room. That's like the coolest thing. <laughs> Here's why it's such a big deal to me. When I was married, everything was pink. Yeah. Everything. Everything. Not that I minded, but things have changed in my life, and now I do have a man room. So, <laughs> praise the Lord. <laughs> okay. are you? See, you guys are drawing it out of me. I can't help it. This is not my fault. It's all on you. 
So if you're taking notes, um, you can just start off if you do. I like title in my notes and whatever. So it's like the, the title that I put on this is Can You? And I mean, instantly, I know you're, you're already thinking, wow, this could, this could go any direction, but it's, it's going to go one direction. So, and I'll, I'll help you with that. So my question is, can you? Can you? I mean you. I'm not, talking about, I'm not talking to the group right now. I'm talking to you. Can you look in the mirror and say, I love that person. That person is awesome. Can you? You know what the reality is? Most people can't. Most people can't. You know, you can, you can look at me and go, yeah, you're awesome. But I'm not. Why? You, we can look at God and, and sing to him and say, God, you're awesome. Well, that's, that's easier because he's never done anything wrong. He's never even made a mistake. He's never even thought about making a mistake. Everything's perfect. So we can, we can say, God, you're amazing. You're awesome. I love you. And you can love me because you don't know my stuff. But when we look in the mirror, we go, I know your stuff, buddy. I know your stuff. And you're not lovable. And here's what I'm telling you today. God's going to reveal some things to you. Because aren't lies horrible? Yeah. Lies are horrible. You ever, you ever hear a kid lie? It's so ridiculous. Oh, my God. How many parents in here with young kids? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Seriously, it can be this bad. They can have chocolate all around their face. Did you eat the chocolate? No. No? I don't even like chocolate. I, in fact, Mom, I think I'm allergic to chocolate, so I just wouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, in fact, I think a long time ago I had something, I don't like it. Nope, I didn't. Liar. Right. Aren't lies ridiculous? Yeah, did, did you break that? No, he did. That was my life story. I was the youngest. I had an older brother. It's tough when you have a brother that's four years older than you because they're smart and they remind you of that and no it was him it was me yeah it was you oh yeah it was me mom dad I did it I'm sorry I don't remember doing it but I know I did because my brother's amazing at convincing me that it was my fault yeah, I know that's funny, but you know what? That's what the devil does to us. Stinking liar convinces us that it's the truth, and it's a lie. I was convinced for years I was stupid. That's a filthy lie. I'm a genius. <laughs> <laughs> Guy in the back's going, mm, nah, no, you went too far. <laughs> too far, Harvey. I'm smart. Because he's smart, and I convinced him to let me up here instead of him. <laughs> Proof. Proof right in front of you. <laughs> but doesn't the enemy tell us that we're stupid, that we're worthless, you're no good? I mean, he reminds me of stuff that I forgot. Remember doing that? No. Oh, I did? Oh, okay. I did. No, he, they're lies. And here's the problem. When we start believing the lies, we live our life under the power of the lie. Why would we do that? Why would we live our life under the power of the lie when we have the opportunity to live our life with the power of God inside of us. 
Praise the Lord. Let me, let me read a scripture. Matthew 22. I'm going to uh, start in verse 36. And this is important that we kind of get the grip on this. It says, Teacher, which is the greatest command in the law? And Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. He says, This is the greatest command. And for all of us here in church, it's like super easy for us. And you online, you're like, yeah, I love the Lord with all, yeah, easy to do that because God's amazing. But then he goes on, he says, hey, but there's actually not one great command. There's two, but they're the same, but they're different, but they're equal. So to answer your question, I have to tell you this also. And he says, the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor, and we can't stop there. Because our neighbors, you know, the people around us, we can love them. You know, we have mercy on them, you know. But he didn't say just love your neighbor. He said love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commands hang the law of the prophets. So what does that mean, love your neighbor as yourself. If we will allow God to speak to us today, we're going to hear him tell us, you've got to start loving yourself. You have to start loving yourself because if you don't love yourself, there's no way you can love your neighbor the way he's called us to. And there's no way that we can love God the way he wants us to. See, because God doesn't want us to come crawling to him. Mm -mm. I don't want my kids come crawling to me, begging me. No, that would be horrible. God wants us to come boldly. He says, come boldly to the throne of grace, right? Come boldly. Why? Why can we do that? We're his kid. We're God's kid. But the enemy has done stuff that stop us from loving ourselves. You think, well, no, actually, it was me doing stuff. I'm telling you, we got to understand we're in a battle. That's why in Ephesians it talks about there's armor that we put on, right? And it never, I, I haven't found the scripture, and I've looked. Maybe I need to look farther, but I can't find the scripture that tells us when to take it off. Because I meet with a lot of people, seriously, they say, well, you know, I put my armor on, and then, well, the devil's attacking me, and I'm, I said, when did you take it off? Yeah. You read that scripture one time, put your armor on, leave it on, because we understand that when we wear the armor of God, it's his armor. When the enemy sees us, he sees God. Yeah. But if you don't love yourself, that's what causes you to take the armor off. I'm telling you. Take the armor off because if you start believing you, those lies, you'll start believing that you deserve what you got. Wow. I remember when, I know I'm going off my, I'm kind of following my notes, but I, I guess I can do that. I'm not a pastor anymore. I'm an evangelist, so, you know, they just say whatever they want. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, but seriously, you know, if, if you will believe the lie, you're, it's stripping you of your armor. But if we walk around like, I got the armor of God on. What does that mean? What does that mean I have on the armor of God? I look like God. I look like God. The enemy comes at me. What's, what's he going to do? Bow down? Bow down and walk away? He's got nothing on us. We have to love ourselves. We have to learn how to do that. I'm going to teach you how to, how to do that. Here's what's so important about this, because he, the question was, what's the greatest command? He gave two commands. He said, but because they're, they're so much alike, is what he said. And there's a reason. I'm, I'm going to beat this to death, because it's so important. I know we love God, but I'm telling you, it's just as important that you love yourself. Well, I have, you know, that's full of pride. No, it's not. It's not pride. It's not pride at all to to love yourself. It, it has nothing to do with pride. Actually, it's just the opposite of that. In order for you to love yourself the way that God wants you to, you have to humble yourself because it's humbling. 
It's humbling. I'm telling you, it's humbling to be standing up here speaking to you. It's humbling because it's like I have to take the things that God says about me and walk in it. Otherwise, if, you, if, if you'd want me to be up here preaching with all the lies attached to me, it would be a horrible message. Because I wouldn't be preaching to you with authority. And the authority that I'm giving you now is not my own. It's the authority of God. And I'm telling you to love yourself the way you love God. He's the one that put those two together, not me. So I don't feel bad about saying it at all. He said it's the same way. In the New Testament alone, there's 1,050 commands. Really? That many? Yeah. There's, some of them are written in different areas of the New Testament, and some of them say the same thing. So I'll even give you this. Out of that, if we kind of combine some of them, there's about 800 different commands in the New Testament alone. And the question was asked to Jesus, which is the most important? Loving God and loving yourself, that's the same thing. They're like the same. So how important is it that we love ourselves? How many of you have some work to do on loving yourself? Okay, I'm in the right crowd. If no hands went up, I'd say, Pastor Joe, do an altar call, I'm leaving. But so, so if we are going to love ourselves, let's choose that right now. You wanna, should we do that? Let's do that. If, if you choose from today forward to love yourself, raise your hand. Some people are going, eh, I'm not quite sure yet. No, I'm just telling you. I'm telling you. Do it. It's the right choice. Today, we're going to choose to love ourselves. And now I'm going to help you. What does that look like? Because some of us go, I don't even know what that looks like. I don't know. Yeah, Eric, you're... Okay, I don't like your nose, but I love you anyways. Okay, I don't. Your eye, Eric, your eyes are way too close together. That's why you wear glasses. And even though you don't look the greatest... I love you. See, don't we do that, though? We look at the outside, and that's, you know, we start going, oh, my nose is too big. It's crooked. It's because it got broke a couple times. That's a whole other story. I'm not telling you. But, you know, things happen. You know, I'm 60 years old. I did used to be cool. I'm honest. I'm not even joking. I did. Believe me or not, I used to be really cool. At 60, I'm just happy to get out of bed without making a noise. It's true. It's true. I, that was a real deal. I, those of you that can relate to that, I'm gonna, this is free bonus. When you get out of bed in the morning, don't make a noise. Push yourself. I'm telling you, push yourself. They know. I'm not, I'm not going, because it's ridiculous. Stop it. <laughs> I was going to make a wife joke, but I'm not going to. I know my limits. Stop making noises when you get out of bed. Let the truth be in. He gives me strength. He's in me. Mm -mm. I'm not old. I'm being renewed. Right? Praise the Lord. I don't know where I was. Oh, I'm going to read this. This is important. This is going to help us to understand how we're going to love ourselves. Because in order to love ourselves, we've got to know what love is. We've got to know what it looks like, what it feels like, what it tastes like, what it, what it does inside of us. We've got to know that. Because otherwise, we're just going to look in the mirror and say, okay, Pastor Rick told me to love you, so I love you. <laughs> and then you're going to just go acting like, like, like it was. And that's not true. But listen to the importance of love. Because now, remember, we're taking the, the command, the most important, which is two, which is talking about love. Now we're going to go into uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and read what love is. Okay? And so, though I speak with the tongues of men and angels, but have not love, I become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understanding all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, how amazing is that? But I have not love, I'm nothing. 
Could you imagine somebody doing all kinds of awesome stuff, but they're not, they don't have love? So it's like nothing. God says that's nothing. See, because the greatest command is love. If you do anything and it's not based on love, it's worth nothing. And it would be a shame to live the rest of your life without it counting for something. Wouldn't it be horrible to be in heaven? And God says, you didn't do it out of love. It's worth nothing. And you say, well, Pastor Eric didn't mention anything about love. No, I did. I'm holding us all accountable right now. Love is the most important thing. And, this, and he goes on to say, um, and though I bestow all my goods and feed the poor. See, you can give all your money to New Chapel, which I do recommend. Yes. <laughs> and though I give my body to be burned. See, if you give all your money and you burn up your body, it don't matter. <laughs> give your money first. Give, forget it. It says, but if I have not love, it profits me nothing. What he's saying there is you can give everything. You can look like you're amazing. You could do all this cool stuff. But if you're not doing it with love, it's nothing. Read about love. What is it? Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. Love is not puffed up. Love does not behave rudely. Love does not seek its own. It's not provoked. Love never thinks evil. It does not rejoice in iniquity. Love never does that. But what does love do? Rejoices in the truth. And what does love do? It bears all things. It, it believes all things. And it hopes all things. And it endures all things. And here's the coolest part. It ends with this. And love will never fail you. See, if we can do all these things when we do it in love, we never fail. Because we've done it in love. Let me just tell you a story. There was a time, uh, some of you, a lot of you know, maybe some of you don't know, my wife passed away uh, uh, 2013 Christmas Day. She did it on purpose. I don't mean she died on purpose. She never planned that. She never. She she thought she was going to live forever, and uh, but uh, it was it was like a week before Christmas, and her body just it checked out, and um, and I don't know how she kept track of the day, but she did, because hospice kept saying, yeah, probably tomorrow. And then probably tomorrow. And then they said probably tomorrow. And then they said they probably tomorrow. And then they said, ah, we don't know. Nobody likes being wrong that many times in a row, even hospice. And so um, Christmas Day, she passed away. And um, if you knew her, you would, knew, you would know that she did that on purpose. Uh, because on Christmas Day, she shows up in heaven and starts redirecting everything. Uh, whatever plans God had for that Christmas just changed. <laughs> the, the direct, the, all the decorations instantly changed. I can see her going, that's beautiful, but no. That's nice, but no. And who did this? Peter, did you do this? No. The, the, I guarantee it. I'm not, if you know her, you know I'm not even joking. But there was a time that her and me had an argument. And we didn't have that many. We had a few. Everybody does, right? Husbands, wives. You know, what the great, huh? you know what the greatest thing about having an argument with your wife is? There is a great thing about it. Did you know that? Making up. Hey, we're lovers, not fighters, right? Right? So, but this particular argument probably wasn't going to end that way. <laughs> It was, you know how some of those are a little worse than others? It's like, mm, it might be a couple days. So this is like one of them couple day ones. You guys, see, you guys know what I'm talking about. I'd speak the truth up here. I don't candy coat it. I know what the couple dayer ones are. I did them. I deserved them. <laughs> so we had an argument, and I'm telling you, she was wrong. It was all her. It was, I... It was your fault. <laughs> she knows it. She knew it was her fault. Uh, here, I'm preaching to them. She knew it was her fault. She did. It was her fault all the way, all the way, 100%. And she knew it. Would she admit it? No. No, 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 no. So in our bathroom and in the house, we had these printed up. 
1 Corinthians chapter 13. Had them printed. And here's how I know that she knew that she was wrong because I went and grabbed it. And she said this to me. <laughs> this is so awesome. Oh, what are you going to make me do? Read it? I'm telling tell you, that was, that, was a real, that was a real deal, 100%. What are you going to make me do? Read it? And inside I'm going, yeah, you know you're wrong. But, and here's, and here's what I told her. And guys, listen to this, because it's going to help you turn those two-dayers into two-minuteers. I said, no, I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it because I love you. See, we have to know what love is in order to love ourselves so that we can love people that do stuff wrong. Because it's super easy. It's super easy to... I mean, people are going to... Probably today, somebody's going to wrong you. You know, this week, somebody's going to not do what they said they were going to do. Your kids are going to mouth off to you, and you love them with all your heart. Somebody's going to disrespect you. Your boss is going to do something at work this week. It's just not fair. But what's the greatest command? It's to love. We have to know what it looks like. We have to know what it feels like. See, love isn't something that we do. Because love isn't something that God does. Love is who God is. And see, love isn't something that we do. Love is who we are. And because love, of, if love is who we are, we have to love ourselves. So all those things that are read, you have to be willing to cut yourself slack. I'm not keeping track of my wrong. Right? How many of you do that? I don't keep track of my wrong. Number one, I, I'm not, whoever said I wasn't a genius, you're right. I'm not that, so I can't keep track of it all. I mess up, but I don't keep track of it. Yeah. Stuff I did, I don't keep track of it. Why would I? Why would I keep track? I love myself. See, if you love yourself, you're not going to keep track. You're not going to talk bad about yourself. You're not going to say things like, I'm so stupid, I'm so ugly, I'm so fat, I'm so skinny, I'm so short, I'm so tall, I'm so weird, I'm so this. Love doesn't do that. So if you love yourself, you're going to say, you're amazing. You're awesome. Because love isn't what we do, it's who we are. I'm sorry about your chicken that's going to burn. <laughs> I'll get yelled. I, I think I think what they do they rerun that so they give me another twenty minutes when that one runs out. <laughs> I just want you can, just so you guys know you got bonus from this morning. I just give the first service basics, and then second service I just unload on you. <laughs> so I only I mean I don't know when Joe, Pastor Joe's going to let me come back and speak. So I got to give you all I have. So. <laughs> So when I leave today, you'll know everything that I know. <laughs> I'll just figure out where I'm going to go. Yeah, I do want to. I do want to say this. You guys ever watch that antique road show? That's really cool. But I'm going to. I'm going to really condense this story. I was watching it. Um, it was about a month or so ago. I was watching it in this. Um, like he was like 75 years old. He he brought a Rolex watch there, and. Um, he paid, what did he pay for it? He paid uh, $345.97. How does he know that? Because he still had the receipt. He still had the paperwork for it. He still had the uh, registration card. He still had the warranty card. And everything was like brand new because he never wore it. Because he didn't want um, to mess it up. Because back whenever that was, uh, he's 75. So that would have been like um, whatever, genius. Tell me how many years that is. <laughs> so it was like 50 years or, you know, 55 years back and he just kept it and it was perfect. And so, um, you know how they look at it and the guy, he, oh, and the, how did those guys know everything? They're like everything. I think they have like the radio thing in their ear. Hey, Bill, I got this watch. What's it worth? Oh, and then looking it up on Google or something, and then they speak into their ear. It has to be. But uh, I'll just play a game with you. Who wants to guess what the value of that watch is? 
Take a guess, somebody. $125? Close. Not even. <laughs> guess. So, sir, guess. Just tell me. That watch. He paid $345.73, I think it was. How much is it worth today? Uh, $250. $200. I like him. <laughs> That's a tither right there. He doesn't think small. Praise the Lord. $250,000. Could you imagine paying $345.97 and now it's worth $250,000? Actually, it was worth $700,000. The, the, I mean, honestly, the, the, I'll say it. I'll just, let, just give me some grace on this one. The old guy almost had a heart attack. No, no, no jokes. Seriously. He was, he was, I was like, he was like, are you kidding? I mean, he literally is almost falling over. And, uh, yeah. So let me ask you, what's the value of you? What's your value? I mean, that's just a watch. That's just a watch that somebody says, yeah, it's worth this. Why? Because there's only one of them. There, you never find another Rolex like that that has the original box, the original paperwork, the receipt and all that. There is no more. There is none. So it's a big value. But I'm telling you the truth. There is only one of you. There's one of you. And God looks at you and puts all of his value on you because here's how I know that. Because he sent Jesus. He sent Jesus and paid the price for you and me. You know what he would have done if it was just you? If it was just you, he would have done it. Because one of us is worth that to God. Page two. <laughs> Seriously, I'm not, I'm not going to go much longer. I'm starving. I, I, I had one banana today, and that was gone a long time ago. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap it up. Oh, they gave, me, they gave me 19 more minutes. God bless you guys. Let me just do this. Guys, I'm going to start because I want to tell you guys the truth. I want to tell you the truth. That's why I'm here. I'm going to tell you the truth. Are you ready for this? You're valuable. You are. You're so valuable. And you're enough. Enemy said you're not enough. You're enough. Enemy said you're a mistake. You're not a mistake. You are not a mistake. Even if you feel like you're a mistake, you're not a mistake. If somebody told you you were a mistake, you're not. You're not an accident. You were born for a reason, with a purpose. And that purpose is from God, and it's in you. Because you were created by God. You're powerful. You have the power to change. And you have the power to change others. And the truth is, you matter. Inside of you is gifts from God. And you have the ability to use those gifts to make a difference. You are here for a reason. If you give up, the world is going to miss out. If you give up, you're going to miss out. Don't give up. Never give up. Never quit. Don't stop trying. I don't care how many times you've tried. Don't stop. Keep trying. Keep pushing. Keep going. Why? Because you're worth it, and we need you. The pain is worth it. You'll see God's plan unfold. I guarantee it. The world needs you even if the world doesn't know they need you. The world needs you even if they don't show you they need you. This world needs you. What you want matters because God put that in you. 
it matters. What you do matters. You matter. Look inside you because that's where your value is. God put it in you. You are incredible. You're the precious pearl that scripture talks about where the merchant sold all that he had to purchase you. That's Father God. You are loved and you're worth loving. I love each and every one of you. I pray God's blessing on you. Let's bow our heads as I close with prayer. Father, it's incredible to think that you really do love us, not because you have to, because you don't have to. You love us because you want to and because you made us lovable. But there may be people here in this room or even watching online that haven't felt God's love because you haven't received it. See, we have a choice to receive the love of God or to reject it because God's a gentleman. He never forces himself among anybody or on anyone, but he gives us a choice. He paid the price by the blood of Jesus on the cross, that he forgives us for every sin, that he wipes out our past and he gives us a purpose and a future. He gives us a reason to live. And when we say yes to the Lord and his sacrifice and we give him our life, he gives us his. So if we could all pray this together, let's just pray this as a family. Say, God, I give you my life. Every part of me, I give to you. Take me, God. Work with me. Show me. Show me who I am. Show me who you've made me to be. I choose right now to love you, God, as my Father. To love you, Jesus, as my Savior. To love you, Holy Spirit, as my, gu my guide and my counselor. And I choose to love me your child I'm forgiven I'm free I'm loved thank you Father Amen let's give it up for those people that accepted Christ wow I think everybody was expecting Pastor Eric to come in and make you bust a gut and he did uh, my gut is a little busted but boy he flipped the script on all of us yeah and, you know, he's trying to be respectful of time. And as you know, I really don't care. And, and so he shared a scripture. Is it okay if I share that one out of Mark? Uh, guys, it's Mark 16, 15. Here's what happens when you love yourself. Then you actually can love others. Go into all the world and preach the good news. How can somebody enjoy 120 degree heat is because he's received the love of God. He loves himself and so therefore he's able to love other people. He can go and he can preach the good news. And so if you accepted Christ in here, we're proud of you. Let somebody know. Let us know on one of the connection cards or online because we are behind you and we celebrate with you. But one of the things about this love of God is that it is not meant to be kept inside of us. And so we as the church need to share it. What I'd like to do is invite you to share the love of God as we're doing Drive into Freedom, as we're having church in the summer. I get it. We want to get to Grand Haven, but welcome people into the house of God and certainly for Drive into Freedom. But listen, if you accepted Christ, do let us know, and we are proud of you. So church, one more time, let's give it up for those people that accepted Christ. Great job. Stand up on your feet in this room. Don't forget next week. Everybody say next week. 
Next week is dads and grads. It's going to be phenomenal. Make sure your graduate gets signed up. I want to be praying for all of our graduates. And then also, if you're ready to serve for uh, Drive Into Freedom, if you have a classic car, anything like that, let us know out at the table in the foyer. Make plans to come. Man, I tell you what, you go to an exciting church. It's just heating up this summer. Amen, somebody? Hey, would you lift your hands for the blessing? Lord, bless you and keep you. Make his face shine on you. Be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you. And may the love of God, which has been shed abroad in your heart, show you his goodness from faith to faith, glory to glory, generation to generation. God, I thank you for it. And as you go, have an awesome week. I love you guys. We hope that you were encouraged and brought closer to God during this message. You can listen to any of our past messages and series either on this podcast or on newchapel.com watch. And be sure to connect with us on Facebook or Instagram to stay up to date on everything happening here at New Chapel.